Welcome to the Dietitian Rehab Podcast, where we not only challenge and inspire dietitians to think outside the traditional dogmatic education, training, and attitudes for a mind wide open, but also to challenge anyone to think differently about their own health. We'll talk all things food, health, and nutrition related as we explore points of view, evidence, and strategies for better health that will allow you a fuller understanding of the hot topics that everybody's talking and asking about. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Doug Cook. And today we're going to talk to Dr. Vicki Peterson, who is a chiropractor and a practitioner of functional nutrition with a focus on a variety of things. Today, though, we're going to talk about autoimmunity and how the two prevailing theories of autoimmunity, the mimicry theory and the bystander theory, isn't enough to explain why autoimmunity develops in the first place. She'll briefly introduce the concept of a third important variable, which is specifically the gut and more specifically the health of the gut and how permeable or leaky gut is and its role in triggering autoimmunity to start. And the show again is a passion of mine. It is a labor of love. And if you are enjoying it and would like to write a review, it would be great if you did so on any of the directories that you get the podcast from. So positive reviews are great. If you've got some constructive feedback, feel free to send me an email at doug at dougcookrd.com. As well, if you'd like to support my efforts, you can also go to the show notes on my website, dougcookrd.com under today's podcast number 25, and you can make a small donation through Buy Me a Coffee. So specifically for Dr. Peterson and her credentials, she is the founder of the Root Cause Medical Clinics in Saratoga, California, and Clearwater, Florida. She received her Certified Functional Medicine Practitioner Recognition from the Institute of Functional Medicine and a Clinical Nutritionist Certification from the International and American Association of Clinical Nutritionists. She's the co-author of The Gluten Effect, a best-selling book that has highlighted the awareness of both gluten sensitivity diagnosis and treatment. And in her second book entitled Hiatal Hernia Syndrome, here again, she tackles a health condition affecting millions for which conventional medicine has found no meaningful answers. So without further ado, let's get to the show. Welcome to the show, Dr. Peterson. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Yeah, I'm really excited to speak to you today. I've got a variety of topics on the podcast, but I haven't spoken to anybody specifically around autoimmunity, which is a, a huge topic of interest to people for sure. But just before we dive in a little bit, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, your background, and how you became interested in functional medicine? Sure. My husband and I are the founder of Root Cause Medical Clinic. So we have one here in Silicon Valley, California. The other one is in Clearwater, Florida, so that's near Tampa, and we'll be putting more of them around the country very soon. We are both doctors of chiropractic, but really passionate about nutrition from day one, when even in, in school, we were attending seminars almost every weekend. So Dr. Jeffrey Bland founded the Institute for Functional Medicine. We were attending seminars of his before he even founded the Institute for Functional Medicine. So we really go way back to the inception and really have been practicing quote-unquote functional medicine since before it even had that, that moniker, that name. So just respecting the body's ability to heal itself and realizing that if you can unburden 
what's not allowing it to do its natural inclination, which is to heal itself. If you can identify those burdens and successfully remove them, then the body handles that on its own very, very well. It's, it's the matter of how to look at the body as a whole, appreciating all the parts are interrelated, and then having the tools to identify what these stressors or burdens are. And fortunately, every few years, we get better and better testing and procedures. And so that's making life easier and easier. But it's an incredibly workable model. It's just very, very different from conventional medicine, which is, here's your drug and swallow, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I understand why the history of modern medicine is the way it is. I guess you wanted to look at the body and its different parts. So people looked at bones and became specialists in bones and blood, etc. But it is a bit reductive, I guess, in that sense. So with that in mind, that model and that lens, I guess autoimmunity lends itself well to this functional nutrition and medicine approach. And I'm just wondering if you could expand on that what is autoimmunity? What role is that intersection between the host, which is to say the person and everything that makes up that person and the environment and how those two interact and kind of might lend to the etiology of autoimmunity? Yeah. I mean, when you, when you look it up from a conventional standpoint, what autoimmune is, just breaking down the word, immune system attacking auto self. (laughs) So your immune system has turned on you, you know, so if you are diagnosed with Hashimoto's or lupus or rheumatoid, or, you know, there's over a hundred different autoimmune diseases. When your doctor gives you that diagnosis, typically they say, we have no idea why this is occurring, you know, kind of quote unquote, bad luck, or maybe it's, there's a genetic predisposition in your family. Celiac disease, we wrote the book, The Gluten Effect, is the only autoimmune disease for which there is an absolute known treatment, (laughs) which is stop eating gluten, you know, and you will cease being autoimmune from the viewpoint of attacking your own small intestine. But other than that, there is, from the conventional viewpoint, again, they say there's really no cause. All we can do is quell your overly robust immune system because it's out of control and it's attacking you. So, and of course the intervention is immunosuppressive drugs and they sure as heck suppress your immune system well, but then what are you at risk of? You're at risk of infection, you're at risk of cancer because now your immune system doesn't work well. So it's a Russian roulette kind of option that, you know, is certainly not pleasant for someone to decide, gee, which way should I go with this? So we Many years ago, even in the book, The Gluten Effect, again, back from 2009, the largest chapter was on autoimmune disease with, at that point, really no corroboration of (laughs) what we are finding clinically. Now there is, which is that it doesn't make sense that your immune system suddenly gets stupid and just says, well, let me attack my host. You know, that just Mm -hmm. never, never made sense. What does make sense is what's called molecular mimicry. So just a molecule, something looking like something else, right? So what does the immune system do? It attacks bad guys, you know, that's its design. So it's, whether it's viruses or bacteria or parasites or toxins, it's trying to rid you of something it knows is not hospitable to you. And that is its job. What we understand as the beginning of autoimmune disease is that your immune system was doing what it should do, which is attacking something. 
you know, whether it was a food protein like a gluten or whether it was an infection, et cetera, it was doing the right thing. However, it was unable to successfully deal with that item. Now, with something like gluten or, or something you're eating, if you keep eating it, of course, it's, it's not going to be successful because, you know, the irritant keeps coming in. Or if it can't get the better of some sort of infectious organism or a toxin. So it keeps revving up a defense against this invader, if you will. And it's revving the defense and revving and revving and revving. And it gets so revved that when I explain it to patients, I kind of talk about it like, you know, if we didn't let you sleep for three days and then gave you some math to do or even something you daily do at work, you'd make mistakes. You'd look back at, you know, if you had a videotape of it after three days of no sleep, you'd look back and go, I can't believe I made such a stupid mistake, right? Because mm-hmm. you're overwhelmed, you know, you're not at your full capacity. So same thing, the immune system and understand that autoimmune diseases can take anywhere from five to 25 years to develop. I mean, that burdening of your body, it's not like one day you had a parasite come in and the next day you're having an autoimmune response. This, this is a slow buildup typically that goes on of overburdening, overburdening, overburdening. So now you have this exhausted immune system and it makes its first mistake. And that's where molecular mimicry comes in. So typically when the body is attacking something, it's attacking the protein part of it whether again, gluten or even part of a bacteria, et cetera. So when it's attacking that, the mimicry that we're talking about is that a part of your body, and we of course are full of protein, looks very similar to the bad guy, if you will. Again, whether it's an infectious agent or a food. So that's where the confusion comes in. And that's the beginning of autoimmune disease. So now this protein structure of your thyroid, say, in in Hashimoto's thyroiditis, is so similar to the initial irritant that now we have this autoimmune response that has occurred. Mm -hmm. So that's that's a very common pattern that, that is seen. And what's exciting about that, depending on how long it's gone on, is that you can roll back the clock, if you will, to what is that initial irritant? Because typically it's still present, whether again, it's it's a food that somebody's eating or a longstanding infection in the gut or a mold toxicity, uh, heavy metal, chronic Epstein-Barr virus. You know, there's a lot of different things it can be, but when you roll it back and unburden the body from that stressor, now the body can begin to heal and not keep attacking self. It does depend on how much damage has been done. I had a patient, I mean, an amazing story was an elderly woman came to me probably 15 years ago now, and she had terrible rheumatoid arthritis, a lot of damage, so much so she had open wounds on her knuckles. I mean, if you, you know, you look at your knuckles, it's just some thin skin, you know, (laughs) stretched over a bone. There's not much muscle fat, et cetera, over your knuckles. So there's not a lot of defense there. And if you've ever scraped your knuckles, you know how easy that is. But she had a lot of inflammation, a lot of deformation of her bones due to rheumatoid arthritis. She had been on every drug known to man for probably 15 or 20 years. So this, this was someone who had so far gone down that path and had been on 
all these immunosuppressive drugs. She said they were not helping her. She was in a lot of pain, et cetera. And she couldn't, bless her heart, she's in her 60s. She just wanted to go back to work. She didn't have the use of her thumbs and she wanted to go back to work. She wanted to be able to type and, and her daughter had to dress her, et cetera, et cetera. And I was really honest with her. I said, you know, this has been going on a long time. You've taken all this medication, all these steroids. I don't know. I mean, all I can tell you is this program is natural and it can't hurt you. So why don't we see? It ended up, she was gluten sensitive. She was not celiac, but she was gluten sensitive. I did find some infections in her gut as well. It seemed like the gluten was the big one. Long story short, she had inflammation go down all her cuts, her open wounds in her hands healed. The the deformity of her bones was not going to change, but getting down the inflammation was enough that she got enough use of her thumbs back that she was autonomous again. And she did go back to work and she was able to dress herself. And so, I mean, that to me was such just a huge lesson. And this, as I said, was quite a while ago that, boy, you can never say never about these bodies, even though she'd yeah. been through so much. So it's exciting. You know, the work is exciting. Yeah. I hear story after story and with talking with other practitioners and even some experience with myself, how taking a much more holistic approach and less of a kind of one drug for one symptom has those huge wide beneficial impact on people. So I'm wondering if we could just step back because not everyone like, so when you look at celiac, this is a perfect example of this whole, I know there's more to it. And I know you've certainly talked about it on your website and your blog. So like for sure, there's a genetic predisposition to autoimmunities, like they often cluster in people, but also in families. So if someone has type one, it's not uncommon to find like celiac disease or rheumatoid arthritis. And we know that, you know, even though 30 to 40% of people with celiac genes don't develop celiac necessarily, and like due to your point, it could happen 25 years later. Like some people are surprised, like how could I have celiac disease at 65 or 70? So there is another dimension, I guess the word is, to this whole right. thing. So can you talk a bit about the gut and its role? Yeah, yeah, the gut's everything. I mean, we're talking about, you know, the immune system. Well, where is 80% of it <laughs> in your gut? Yeah. I had this talk with Dr. Alessio Fasano, who is the world leading researcher in the arena of celiac disease. And he and I shared the stage. It was an honor for me. He's a, he's a great guy at a conference. And I spoke to him afterwards and I said, so theoretically, you could have the genes for celiac. We know that it's 30 to 40% of the population, and certainly that doesn't manifest. So theoretically, if someone actually had celiac disease, but they, of course, stopped eating gluten and, and really healed their gut, of course, you know, and, and got inflammation down and, and just really unburdened this immune system, could they theoretically get little tiny bits of, of gluten and not react. In other words, could we get this immune system so much more resilient that it wasn't as sensitive, that it could see this protein and just deal with it the way people who don't have celiac could? Mm -hmm. And he said, theoretically, yes. You know, he said, it's just our guts are so damaged. And he talks about the sort of the, the trifecta of, of celiac disease, which is, yes, you have to have the genes to develop it at all, you have to eat gluten and you have to have a leaky gut. 
You know, you have mm-hmm. to have this less than robust response of your immune system in the gut, which is, of course, where 80% of it is housed. So that's our whole goal. And Hippocrates said, you know, all disease begins in the gut or all health begins in the gut or whatever side of that he said. And he was absolutely right, which is that we have to get the gut strong and robust because another interesting thing to explain to patients is that your gut is actually outside your body, you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, you put food in the mouth and of course you can't see your stomach and intestines. They're not hanging on the outside, but really they are the gatekeeper of not only nutrition, but allowing bad guys, you know, because if the gut was functioning exactly as it was designed to, there was a little parasite, you know, or virus, et cetera, that bacteria that you swallowed anyway, it would just excrete it, you know, the immune system would jump on it internally, and then it would get successfully dealt with, and then any remnants would be excreted, and it would never, quote unquote, enter the body, you know, because that comes as it it permeates from the gut into the bloodstream. So it is that defense, you know, it's a single layer of defense, single cell layer, which is kind of mind-boggling. But as you go deeper and deeper into understanding how the immune system works in the gut, it is a phenomenal system that Mother Nature set up to protect us. And unfortunately, the chemicals in our food and our poor diet, and then now we've been appreciating the last probably seven to 10 years, the gut-brain connection where you can literally create a a leaky gut just because you were super stressed, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh Lord, <laughs> yeah, yeah. have that that we have to have to contend with as well. So we definitely have to work at it. It's just interesting because I've been a dietitian for 22 years. And I remember asking about leaky gut with my preceptors during my training. And to be blunt, a lot of them were kind of dismissive and belittling about the very notion of it. And yes. then fast forward yeah. today, here we are. And it's also interesting because I always joke growing up as a baby dietitian, I was always told like autoimmune disease, whether it's the bystander theory or the mimicry theory, that it's perpetuated, right? Like once it starts, you can't stop it and you have to mm-hmm. use drugs, as you mentioned at the beginning. Yet the very model of celiac which is an autoimmune disease, when you remove that antigen and you remove that offending thing that kind of is the fuel, you can stop it. So it's just interesting to, I wonder, when you think of all the other autoimmune diseases, what other triggers are possible drivers? And then by the corollary, the contrary, like what can we do to turn down the fire, if you will? So I don't know if you have any insight or comments. Oh, absolutely. And and that's a really brilliant association that you made with celiac because that it really proves the foundational point of everything that we then jump off from to prove. And of course, we see clinically now, you know, this woman with her rheumatoid arthritis, could you say there was some reversal? There absolutely was. She got some restored function, but but that was an extreme case. We reverse Hashimoto's thyroiditis all the time. We see a lot of reversal. We've seen MS reverse. You know, there's a lot of autoimmune diseases that we see the reversal of. And then I've also seen patients who four years later have a flare-up of their own design. (laughs) They they admit, I got lax, you know, and I started eating the gluten or I started not eating a good clean diet. And so once they get under control, sometimes they they get a little lazy, unfortunately, but the diet is huge because we know gluten can create that leaky gut. 
I always tell patients, they go, I eat it. I don't feel anything. I'm like, no, I understand. It can be a little insidious that way. It doesn't have to mean you get a stomach ache. So what I always say is it would be stupid to miss a gluten reaction because of the damage we know that it creates. And then dairy is another huge one. Just of course, the quality of diet and real food versus prepackaged food. And then you go into all the infections and toxins from you know bacterial viral load, Uh, Mold is a big one. Heavy metals can be a big one. We're seeing a lot of chronic Epstein-Barr, cytomegalovirus. I did mention mold. That's a huge one. And I'm in Northern California. I mean, now our clinic in Florida, I expected mold in Florida, but we have an abundance of it here in Northern California where it's really quite dry. So it's just old buildings and leaks and walls. And, you know, I mean, mold can be very, very insidious. So it's just having those tools and and realizing that it's a tenacity. And I think that's really where we have our success is that we have a very tenacious viewpoint of it's something, which is so easy to say. It's like your body's malfunctioning. It shouldn't. There's a reason. <laughs> you know mm, I mean? yeah. But it really is that tenacity. It's the respect we have for the body of knowing if we can unburden it enough, it will restore itself in the vast majority of cases. So it's, we look, we look, we unburden, we unburden. And I also tell patients what's exciting is that you don't necessarily have to find every single thing. You know, you can find enough and then the body says, okay, now I've got it, right? But with autoimmune in particular, you do have to find out what that trigger or triggers were. You've also got to look at somebody who had maybe a lot of antibiotics as a kid or a woman has been on synthetic hormones. You know, there's a lot of things that can really alter the balance of the body. And these are all things to just take into consideration. And that's where a very in-depth history allows you to kind of go down the various trails. But we're always looking for the infections. We're always looking for the food sensitivities and then, and lifestyle, you know, somebody's just not sleeping (laughs) enough and they never exercise and they're under abundant stress. I mean, you have to look at that, you know, that gut brain connection is a very real one. So all of that has to be taken into consideration, but it works beautifully. And I don't care that something's in your family. And I've had women come in and just say every single female member in my family has thyroid disease. And it's like, okay, that's fine. So you've got a strong leaning toward, (laughs) it doesn't mean you're stuck with it. You just have to work a little harder. Yeah, it is a common refrain from people. It's like, well, it runs in my family, so they've kind of resigned to the fact. Exactly. But I don't yeah. think they understand the potential or the hope. Yeah, so this has all been super interesting. I know you're quite busy, and I don't, don't want to take up all of your time. But just as we kind of wrap up, I'm just wondering where more people can learn about your amazing work and any other offerings you have and books and oh, yeah. social and how they can learn all about your services. Yeah, absolutely. So our website is Root Cause Medical Clinics. That's plural clinics with an S dot com. The California telephone number is 408-733-0400. My YouTube channel is my name, Dr. Vicki Peterson. And I'm sure you can maybe put that visually somewhere for people to see the spelling, etc. We do something that I find is pretty unique, which is because we see people from all over the country, a little internationally, that's more difficult, but definitely nationwide, is that we offer free phone consultations. And so 
it's a 20 to 30 minute conversation to really discuss your health in depth and to see if we're a good fit to try to help you. So we have a whole telemedicine aspect to our clinics that we've been doing even pre-COVID. We've been doing that for a long time just because we're not everywhere and, and there's not a lot of people doing this kind of work. So we do have amazing success with autoimmune. And so if they call that number, that California number I just gave you, or visit the website, you can contact us that way. And it's a really nice opportunity for us to get a good history and figure out how someone got where they where they are and what tools we can use to work with them. And we can do that long distance, which is great. Yeah. And it's like I said, it's a very important message. I don't think people are aware of that. There is a lot more that can be done when you take this more functional approach that some people maybe are tired of the word holistic, but it really is that integrative understanding how the body is really connected and that you can get true. There's no guarantees, but you can certainly get it. There is a, a real opportunity to take that healing much further than you might with just one or two medications. So. And you need that team. You know, we work with a registered dietitian like yourself and internal medicine nurse practitioners. You know, we have a whole team and you need that. You know, you need hand holding to change your lifestyle. That's not something you do overnight. But if an individual is willing and then we we hang in there and we have a lot of tools and, and we just figure it out, you know, and then we get the job done. So it's pretty exciting. I'm really happy that you gave me this opportunity to share how how we work with autoimmune disease. So I thank you. I really appreciate that. That's great. Thank you so much for your time as well. And take care. Hit subscribe and get ready to expand your nutritional world, your perspective, and gain confidence in a way that you didn't know you could. And be sure to check out my website, DougCookRD.com.